so you know how people usually like talking about how oh you know there's beautiful and there's ugly and it's usually bad to call someone ugly but it's even worse to say that they look okay like it kind of made sense kind of because you could look at somebody and be like you know they don't look too good they don't look too bad so they're kind of in the middle but it's bad because you don't know what to tell them so that they can improve it if they can and you don't know whether to tell them that they look good because you feel like they don't look that good and it's made sense for quite a while but i think i officially found a term that's even worse than being called okay or ugly ladies and gentlemen i present to you the term medium ugly yep medium ugly there i've said it it sounds even worse than being told that you look okay and it's even more confusing because now it makes it sound like you're calling the person ugly and yet you're not really calling them ugly cuz i kid you the hell not like when someone had brought up this statement of being medium ugly and was asking what it's about on twitter cuz this is exactly where i got it from the the replies that i got were very interesting so someone was saying that uh you know when you look at them in one angle they look hot when you look at them in another angle they don't which is a bit confusing because that's kind of the same thing with sex like think about it like when when a shorty is like laid flat on her back and then you know you're lifting up from the hips and like the titties all to the side like some hazards and it's exposing the franchise of a double chin that's right next to her neck it's not like she looks like she's the finest thing alive but if you put her in doggy style position and you're looking at her at the mirror and shit then it kind of does look really really good especially if you can see the booty moving and shit and you know like face down ass up and all of that and that's completely normal you know but it doesn't exactly answer what medium ugly is so let me take another definition that someone else brought in there and it was someone that's not conventionally attractive but you'd still get with and that seems like it's something that you know makes a lot of sense you know it's something that you thoroughly believe in except that that's usually the case whenever a guy goes out to the club has one too many and then it becomes a case of you going to bed with Rihanna and waking up with Shaka Zulu which isn't exactly what you'd find to be quite convenient that's the statement that usually comes out to say beauty is in the eyes of the beer holder thus the more beers you take you know the more beauty you will see in people so in a sense it is very very hard to describe but after doing a little bit of research here and then a little bit of introspection i think that is a much better way to define it being medium ugly is pretty much the idea of saying that you know what you could be ugly but you're not and you could be fine but you're not so the best way to know is to introduce a set of variables so if you put her between a bunch of ones twos threes and fours then she will look like she is extremely fine and she is way hotter than all of them but if you put her with a set of 7 8 9 and 10s then she will look like she is a little bit lacking in the looks department thus she will look a little bit ugly so taking that little bit ugly and using it as the basis of saying medium instead of little bit then you can say that she is medium ugly and just like that i think i have explained it in ways that people can actually understand but anyways that isn't the only thing that i would like to explain to all of you all because we do have a podcast to get into and i have a bunch of different things that i would like to explain and discuss there so we might as well start things in our typical fashion which is 
Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who still wonders why oral sex doesn't give a body count. He's a man who still believes that jumping to conclusions is a form of cardio. It is none other than your tall, dark, and above medium ugly man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. And normally when I start saying that, you already know what the drill is like because I repeat it the same exact way each and every episode of Tweet Street, where if you want to send your tweets for me to discuss, if you want to send someone else's tweets for me to discuss, then the drill is right there. Simple, it almost sounds like a song and I can even say it to a beat. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, where I will take them and handle them accordingly from there. On Facebook and on Instagram, if it happens to be one of them screenshots, if it happens to be one of those screen grabs that just so happen to have ended up there, then you send it to at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and at Breaktime on Westside on Instagram. The DMs are always open and I will take them and handle them accordingly. Now. I do want us to get to the main tweets of today and I want us to start off with the patriarchy. Now, I don't exactly believe in the patriarchy because to a certain degree, it makes it look as though men are always in the position of power and women are always suffering. And because of that definition of patriarchy, I can't believe in it because it relates to a very, very tiny minority of men being represented as the majority and ignores the fact that there's women that also get into power and that matriarchies have existed since time immemorial. But that said, the reason why I'm talking about it is because there was a video that was posted up on Twitter about a certain guy who usually on a day-to-day basis, because he is studying at law school, usually goes out of his way to make life as convenient as possible for his breadwinning wife. Now. I'm going to play the audio track for you guys because even without the video, I think it'll make sense because it describes everything. And I'm going to break down why I think that this is a viable thing for people to do, but it's only something that can work in the short term. So let me play it for you guys. Sorry, tough guys. Welcome back to a day in the life of a stay-at-home husband. You better check your misogyny at the door because we're going on a business trip. Here, queen, you dropped this. We got in pretty late last night, so I wanted to make my wife's morning special. I headed over to Joey's and got her some flowers. These represent the bright and budding future of equality. Next, I headed to a local female-owned bakery and got some coffees and croissants for her and her coworkers. Yeah, hi, Uber for the HBIC. I chauffeured her to work, then dropped her off. Don't forget those coffees, boss. Then I sat alone with my thoughts all day until she was done at work. She labors hard, but not this weekend. Fall to end the patriarchy. So, honestly... I felt as though that video or at least, you know, the clip in and of itself almost felt like a bit of a troll, but I'm not going to lie. The guy does sound like a very, very sweet human being. Now, while I don't necessarily have an issue with him and or his marriage, there is something to be said about the comments that went around this. And I'll even highlight one that I found to be particularly interesting. And it says, and I quote, men want women to do this, but they don't want to end patriarchy because they know they benefit from it. While she works, he actually does housework and he invests in getting her to and from work. Most men want this but don't want to do anything. Okay, alright, now let me start by addressing something very interesting in this. Now, this guy is studying to get into the the law profession. So he's in law school right now. So you could say that this is something that is for the time being. 
And if anything, the fact that it's for the time being means that he can go and he can do it to his absolute best because the minute he gets into the law profession, because anyone who knows about lawyers and, you know, just going into the profession of law knows very well that for you to succeed in that field, it's long nights, early mornings, and you'll pretty much be just working, working, working the entire time. Now, if this guy is doing this for the few years that he's going to be in law school and then he finishes and becomes a lawyer and he works towards top notch level, then it means that she's going to be enjoying these benefits all the way till this guy becomes a lawyer. All right. Then on top of that, I feel as though he is quite inefficient because why take two trips with a car when he can just let the wife go with the car and come back with it instead of him having to drive her to work, drive back home drive to her workplace again pick her and drive back home so essentially she's gonna end up paying more for fuel all right but here's my issue while a good chunk of women would like to say oh you know if men could do this the world would be a lot better the reason why a lot of us guys usually don't end up like this is because the so-called gender roles that you're trying to fight exist for a reason and if most of y'all individualistic, slightly less cultured people actually understood why gender roles exist, then it would make a lot more sense why this guy is expected to be out in the world working his ass off to bring the bread back home and uplift his family status and his woman is supposed to be making sure that the home is well taken care of and making sure that he can come back home and have a good rest, have good peace so that he can get up and go and fight out in the world a lot better the following day now i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with these people's agreement like their particular marriage for the guys in the video it seems pretty good you know they're working and you know for one's weakness you know the other strength is coming into failing and i totally agree with that but my issue is when it gets to the point whereby you find that god forbid both of you are out of your jobs and you're just staying at home and there's a problem getting food or you guys don't have money who do you think is going to be to blame out of the both of you normally it's going to be the man because he's expected to bring the bread back home like that's his role as the man of the house the leader his job is supposed to be to get up and go do something and make sure that there's bread back home now essentially if your parents were to visit the house and find that it is dirty, it's 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 disorganized and everything is thrown everywhere and the kitchen door is open and all the dishes are laid out, then the person who's going to be held accountable for that is the woman. Because at the end of it, it's not like each of these people, much as they're individuals, will function individually. When it's a partnership, you guys are supposed to function as partners. Now, the whole idea that, oh, you know, the patriarchy this, the patriarchy that, I feel like it's just a bunch of people who feel like we as men don't do enough to help them as women. And essentially, we do a lot as men, it's just that you'll never see it because half the time, it's required in fairly extreme circumstances, say in cases of protection, and a lot of other times, it's stuff that you won't see. So when you get used to the man bringing the bread back home, even though you make your money and he's handling most of the major bills, then you won't really notice that he's been doing all of that. You'll say that you want him to contribute to washing the dishes, to cleaning the house, to feeding the dog, to, you know, doing a whole lot of house chores, even though he'll probably be the one who'll fix the bulbs, you know, probably fix the plumbing before the plumber gets there, handle a lot of the electronics and, you know, maybe cut the grass if there's grass to be cut. So 
in a sense i still feel like these guys have a very good partnership and they're doing really well for each other and I do think now more than ever, guys actually do help out around the house in terms of assisting their partners. But then again, most times you'll never really think a watchman is useful up until the thugs come to the door. Take that how you will. Anyways, we should move it on to the tweets. So on to our first tweet. Men are funny. They've been cheating up and down for centuries. Now small Oloni thread has rattled them. Love to see it. Alright, so to give a bit of context to this, so there was this thread that was released on IG, actually was a bunch of story threads and also on Twitter uh, by a certain woman called Oloni on, on IG and on Instagram who happens to be a sex and relationships expert. And it was essentially women opening up to the fact that, oh, you know, they've been having guys that they've been smashing while the boyfriend is around. And sometimes whenever she's saying goodnight, She's saying goodnight to you, but, you know, she's opening up them legs and spreading them cheeks for another guy who's about to go in. And, and if anything, it's led to people being a little bit more suspicious of when their girlfriends are like, I've gone to see a friend, I'll talk to you in the morning. Like, it's really gotten a lot of guys rattled the kind of threads that and the kind of messages that they've been seeing online of late. And to a certain degree, I can understand why. You know, especially for us guys that don't look into the details of where our girlfriends or our wives are as to, you know, who it is that they're talking to and shit. Well, it does kind of rattle us quite a bit. And when you look at a woman saying that, you know, us guys are rattled by small, small stories of cheating, yet we've cheated for centuries. I feel like a lot of people do get it wrong because centuries ago, it wasn't cheating. Like... I was talking to Maurice Madeka, the sex therapist who I had on Fan of a Fan episode 9 and 10, which you should go and listen to, and he actually made that abundantly clear to me this past weekend. Because he was like, for cheating to exist, monogamy also has to exist. And back in the day, monogamy wasn't really a thing. Like, monogamy in the African context is something that came up, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. And... When you look at the rest of the world, monogamy wasn't a thing up until the last, I don't know, maybe 200 years or so. Like, people were a lot more polygamous back then. So you can't really say that we've been cheating for centuries. Then also, my biggest issue with this is that people are pretty much talking about, oh, you know, because we did it and we're worse, then the bad should be accepted. And I honestly don't believe in that. Firstly, because... I don't think that men cheat more than women or men cheat a lot more than women. I just think that men are a lot easier to discover and women are a lot more secretive and they know how to keep shit to themselves. When they're fucking a guy on the side, it's not like the guy is going to start talking to the main dude the same way the side chick is going to start doing. So it's even easier to conceal as opposed to the guys. Then secondly, and this is probably the more important bit of this, just because one person is doing something bad or something worse doesn't mean that if you do something bad, you're automatically vindicated from it. Like, you're not any better off because you're doing it to a lighter extent. If it's bad, it's bad. We need to start accepting this, alright? So, in all truth, if the cheating is bad, then it's bad. Stop trying to compare the fact that, oh, you know, men were cheating more supposedly versus women are cheating now. If y'all are cheating and it's unacceptable to you in your community, then 
you shouldn't be cheating period stop doing bad things because other bad people are doing them that just means that you're following the crowd and that's completely wrong and it means that you have no brain of your own but anyways that being said on to the next tweet please don't settle for me and give me a might as well marriage if you truly feel that's better for you out there i want you to go get it i'll be all right lol now unfortunately this might actually end up being a reality like this was actually a woman who posted this up on twitter and i'm sorry to say this but this is actually a huge reality for a lot of people because regardless of gender you'll find that a lot of men and a lot of women usually settle when it comes to marrying like there's a ton of reasons because of it on both sides but most times people usually settle like people usually talk about women settling for the nice guy or settling for a certain guy but men settle too like it's it's a fact that people don't like to acknowledge especially nowadays with the whole MGTOW movement and you know making sure you choose the right woman but in reality a lot of men do settle and you find that a lot of men settle because they find themselves at a point in time where the community the family is expecting him to marry the clock for his goal of getting married is coming near and you find that a lot of these guys say they were working hard they were doing their thing all through when they were young into their 20s and they say 25 26 27 and it's like they have to be married by 30 so by that time they need to have started looking for somebody to get into a serious relationship with and if there's a girl over there who just seems to be hanging on for dear life who hasn't chosen to let go of this guy or has chosen to you know get in bed with him and stick with the guy then you'll find the guy choosing to settle down with this woman sometimes out of his own doing but at other times out of the influence of people such as family and friends and it's something that happens quite normally there's also the cases which are actually reducing nowadays of you go you hit a babe she gets pregnant and usually after that you find that a lot of families a lot of cultures will have you marrying the woman such that you end up just creating the family and getting into the marriage very very quickly so that you know you don't bring quote-unquote shame because there's a single mother or you have some child of yours that's busy running around without the community's knowledge and that actually does tend to happen quite a bit it is reducing nowadays which has actually shown in the rise of single mothers and in the rise of single families and baby mamas and baby daddies but it is something that is still practiced especially with conservative communities and societies but all in all the truth is a lot of people will settle your partner for life might end up settling but if they don't settle and you are the person that they felt is the most perfect that completes them then you are very very lucky because that doesn't happen very often but at the same time it doesn't mean that just because somebody chose to settle that they made a bad decision or that they'll treat you badly or that they'll always look at someone else and be like i wish i was with them sometimes people just choose to settle and they're like you know what i'm happy that i actually made the choice and that i was influenced into settling because otherwise i probably would have fucked up anyways that said on to our final tweet we celebrate absurdity brag over hurting people grown men wanting to be bad boys old women jostling to be bad bitches and doing the most to hurt each other no i cannot relate i care for kindness i practice honesty i love laughter 
I'll never partake in that loony circus. Alright, so normally I'd want to agree with such philosophical statements, but um, I kind of agree and I disagree. Now, we don't necessarily celebrate absurdity, at least as guys. I think for a lot of us, we usually adapt to the environment that we're in and the situation at the time. Now, I can very well use this to explain the whole bad boys situation that's been around there. Now, what has been happening for a very long time is normally you find a guy being very nice, being very sweet, being very good, being very kind, going to try and get the babes. And he'll feel like he's making moves, but guess what? The guy that usually ends up with that same babe is the quote-unquote bad boy. He's the one that seems a lot more disrespectful. He's the one that seems like a bit of an asshole, and he's the one who won't dress up to go and see her during a date or to take her to a certain performance. And guess what? Because of that, a lot of guys have started becoming more of bad boys. Guys are celebrating toxicity because it's the so-called toxic guys that are ending up with a lot of these babes. Now, obviously, that kind of reaction will create a ripple effect. Now, because of that, you will find that there's a lot more toxic guys that are treating their women badly. And because they're treating their women badly, and these women are like, you know what, I'm tired of getting my heart hurt, then they will, in their own right, also choose to go for the bad bitch route. And normally what happens then is they will go and they will hurt a bunch of guys' hearts, creating more toxic guys who will end up hurting more nice women and then creating more toxic women. So it's a cycle. But I will start to come in and defend and say that for us to reduce and get rid of the bad boy persona and the bad boy mentality and the toxic niggas that exist, then then we need to create an environment whereby good guys actually get the girl and not necessarily the bad boys that will go hit, 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 then leave it for the good guy to come last. That way, we can reduce the number of bad boys that are out there. Now, with the bad bitches, it's a little bit harder because if you try doing that, I don't think the bad bitches are going to start becoming good ones. But at the end of it, I feel like the best way to live because of the society that we're in is to kind of embrace both. So instead of becoming the good guy, you can continue being a dick out in these streets. But the moment you become the boyfriend, become the sweetest, most loving, most caring person you can be. Because in essence, we were all trying to be bad boys just so that we can get the girl. But anyways, there's lots of ways that this can be solved and I want to hear each and every one of yours. On Twitter, it is at BugakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook, it is at BreakTimeOnWestSide. And on Instagram, you can slide into my DMs, which is at BreakTimeOnWestSide as well. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And if you feel like dropping a rating and review on Apple, you can go and do that right there. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>